Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. who was the receptionist and the first person that you see when you get off that elevator to iHeartRadio, working there for 30 years. She recently retired and had um, apparently a lot of fun, a lot of parties, a lot of interviews. <laughs> um, Perry yes. met Anita when we went to uh, meet Scary and Z100 back in September and October. And your smile brightened our day, made us feel comfortable. Oh. And just the way that you approach everybody, every person from wherever they are who comes to that desk, the way that you treated them and welcomed them really impressed us. So we wanted to say hello to you. And, and we wanted to know how did you get that great job and why did you stay 30 years? Okay, so actually I worked at iHeartMedia for um, almost 20 years. And I, I've been working uh, in radio for 30 years and I did the first 10 um, at uh, two other stations and I started at iHeart and worked there for 19 and a half years and it was the time of my life because I love what I do I love meeting people I love hearing later on that somebody smiled because I was kind to them or made them feel welcome that means a lot to me I love my coworkers. I work with the very best of the best. Um, I love meeting the celebrities and getting to know them well enough that we actually became not so much friends, but we would give each other big hugs and ask about each other's children and family. So it was a wonderful place to be. On top of that, I'm an ordained minister and I have been for 17 years. So it was a great balance. I feel like the work I did in the ministry was for God, and the work that I did at iHeart was be just because I love people, and it was just wonderful, a wonderful place to be every day. I could tell for sure, it doesn't surprise me that <laughs> you are a religious person, because you could tell that you have a very sweet soul, and when we met you right away, you just had, have a sparkle about you, and you have something nice to say about everybody, and that's a very special trait. So Thank we, you. We feel we feel honored that we were able to be in your presence. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> that we were. Um, I appreciate so, that so much. I really do. You're so sweet. So now that you're retired, yes. What do you besides? I know the quarantine's kind of weighing you down here a little bit. I'm sure, but what do you want to do now with your time? Well, as you know, Elvis gave me all those amazing trips. You got Elvis traveling. <laughs> yeah, you heard about that, right? Okay, so of course that's all on hold for right now. Um, I also wanted to visit my family in South Carolina. I wanted to spend more time with my granddaughter. I wanted to, um, there's just a, a lot of things I wanted to do. Just sleeping late, living life on my own terms. That was very big on my agenda. And then of course, you know, the whole world changed and just like that, I had to make other plans. So what are you doing now? Who are you quarantined with? 
what are you doing now to keep sane? And what could you tell us to give us some hope that this is going to end one day and um, we'll all be able to go out there and travel and, and do what we want to do? Well, I mean, for me, again, um, being a minister, I rely very heavily on my love of God and my faith in God. And we've all been through so much and, you know, and I just believe that, you know, this too shall pass as horrible as it is as much as it has affected my life and so many other people's life, I've actually had time to really sit down and use this time in a way that I would not have if I had the freedom to just get up and go and live life on my own terms. I had to really sit with myself, you know, my husband, you know, and spend time together. You know, that's been nice. Um, also, just going back through my life, I had a retirement party of the year. iHeart yes. gave me the most wonderful party. And I've had an opportunity now to sit back and reflect on all those years in radio, um, all the wonderful experiences. I have a book that I started about 10 years ago. And so I periodically will continue to write and add to that book. So now I'm making a concerted effort to finish that book. I write poetry. I've written about 50 poems. Uh -huh. I'm going to make a nice collection of all my poems. And, and I'm hoping, you know, somebody will get something from some of them. There's going to be some that I think, you know, everybody can kind of relate to. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, just spring cleaning, winter cleaning, every kind of cleaning there is to keep myself busy and to keep my mind positive. Because it's not easy sometimes, you know, it's not yeah. easy. Yeah, but I feel good knowing that my family's doing well. I'm following all the guidelines. I know we're going to get through this. And I think that as horrible as this is, I think that people are going to grow in ways that they would never think possible. I think coming out of this, we're going to realize there's some things that were so important to us maybe two months ago that are not right now and some things that weren't important to us are gonna be important. I, I think that having time to self-reflect is, is good for the soul, you know? And I'm determined to let something positive come out of this situation, determined. I, I agree, totally. Um, so when this is over and you go back to your life and you're traveling, how are you going to get the glimpses of what's important to you in life? How are you going to get back to that? Rather, because most of us are just going to go on our merry way and forget this all happened possibly in a couple of years down the road. But I still think that as people, we need to have that time to reflect and have that time to think and rest your mind. Are you going to make an effort to do it? I'm never going to forget this experience. I'm not. For me, the first two weeks was very difficult because everything I am, this situation took a part of me. I'm a hugger. I'm a right. kisser. I'm a nurturer. And all of a sudden, you're telling me the very things that are the biggest part of my personality, I can't do anymore. I was lost. I was really lost. And I was asking God, I mean, because for the first time in my life, I felt like I didn't have all the answers. Not that I ever had all the answers. I feel like God has been good to me. He's given me the gift of wisdom, the gift of nurturing, the gift of love. And that that's just who I am. Right. And to all of a sudden feel so displaced. You can't touch you, the social distancing. 
all the people at the job, you know, because after I retired, I would go back to the job every Wednesday. We called it Love Wednesday. And I would go back just to hug everybody and, and be with my, my work family right. and my work children. A lot of the interns, when they first started, I was the first person that they would see. And we built a bond very quickly because it was my goal to make everybody feel comfortable. So later on, they became my work children. They, they called me mama. And I had this beautiful, loving relationship with them. And to not be able to have that in my life was very difficult. So I was sad. I was depressed. And then one day, you know what? I said, okay, that's enough. I had a little pity party. Time to get back up and find out what this is really all about. What is intended to come out of this situation to make me a better person. Because I don't believe this is happening in vain. And I decided not to complain anymore because there's people out there on the front lines risking their life every day, leaving their children every day, risking everything they have to take care of us and to look out for us and to see us through. So I said, no more complaining. And it's not easy sometimes, but I dare not complain because it could be so much worse. I have a comfortable place to stay. I have food to eat. I've been counting my blessings. And what will come of this in the future? I've always been somebody that counted my blessings. Wake up every day and say, thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for all my blessings, for all the good things that you gave me, big and small. And so this will only make me even more in touch with that. But I'm grateful that I always have been, you know. But I don't think you can come through an experience like this and be better if you choose to if you choose to. Right, it's all how you react to it. And that'll- Exactly. And we've never been through anything like this before. This is the challenge of all challenges. I never thought I would be able to have a conversation with somebody about being on lockdown and not being able to live your life the way you want to. Um, But here we are and we're gonna get through it. And we're, like I said, I believe we're gonna be better because of it. I hope so. From your mouth to God's ears, they say, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and you are awesome. We love you. You have so many fans out there. We hope they get a chance to see this interview also. Thank you I for hope so. our day. And thank, thank you, for, you for everything. And we, we look forward to reading your book of poetry and the book that you're writing. And, yes. And follow you on your rise to fame, because I know you will. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm looking forward to all of those good blessings. (laughs) Thank you, Perry. Thank Thank you. you. Have a great day. Have a great day. Love you.